The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. I'm so glad that you have joined me. Australian doctors call for a pause in the COVID-19 vaccines. This is very important. We need more and more doctors to stand up for the truth about the vaccine, and many more lives will still be saved. Uh, The New American... And this show as well has brought you the truth from the very, very beginning. But it's, it's, it's great to see that in one of the most <laughs> strict countries of forcing the vaccine on people, you actually have doctors in Australia finally standing up and stating the truth. I need you to hear this from, well, Grant Stinchfield and his show. Dr. Peter McCullough joins him and talks about this. Take a listen. Well, folks, I think this is huge news that no other media outlets are really covering this in any great length. That is the fact that Australia has put a call out to pause gene-based COVID-19 vaccines. Where did I see this? Courageous Discourse, Dr. Peter McCullough's substack. Now, Shouldn't I be seeing this on Fox News and everywhere else? You're going to see it here on Real America's Voice. But Australia is pausing this. They were the craziest when it came to the vaccines and the lockdowns and everything. So what does this mean for all of us? I want to welcome to the program world-renowned cardiologist and epidemiologist, as well as the chief scientific officer at the Wellness Company, a company I absolutely adore. Dr. Peter McCullough is with us. Doc, it is so great to see you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So I'm reading your Substack this morning, as I do most mornings. It's one of the first emails that comes in. And I see Australia puts a pause. you got to be kidding me, doctor. Well, let me clarify. It's not the government of Australia putting a pause, but there's some esteemed authors, Peter Perry, first author, Julian Gillespie, senior author, now two papers in the peer-reviewed literature Describing the dangers of the COVID-19 vaccines, this continued production of spike protein in the body, the spike protein causing damage. It's really the the mechanism by which the vaccines cause so much harm. And in two peer-reviewed papers now that are widely cited, they are calling to pause these vaccines, to stop using them. We have to see more calls like this in order to get enough momentum to get these off the market. All right, the shame is now, Doctors have been put in groups, right? You're in one group over here. There's the other doctors over here. What we need are some other doctors that are well-respected from pre-pandemic to join doctors like you who are well-respected pre-pandemic, but now sadly got labeled in this group. And, And I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. It's true. Only about 4% of doctors, you know, remain unvaccinated. 96% of the doctors took the vaccine. They're having the hardest time. Hold on. on. Now that's, that's a huge point. I did not know that only 4% of doctors remained unvaccinated. 96% went and got the, the vaccine. You would think these are the people that know 
better than than anyone else that this was this was going to be harmful to society. You would think this, but that's not what seems to have happened. Peer pressure, obviously, I bet you there was massive work requirements within uh, doctors that worked at hospitals, basically forcing them. We know this with nurses and stuff as well. So I, that's, that's really what has skewed the numbers up. But that's why it's been so hard, so hard to get the truth to, to come out. People don't want to admit that they were wrong, first of all. That's hard enough. Then to actually fight against the governments of the Western world who have pushed a poisonous vaccine on this earth and, and, and of course, most likely came from China. We're going to have more on that about China, which it's quite scary what China is doing. So stick around for that as we get later into the show. But it, it, we were some of the first to, to let you know right away. Look, using common sense, they're telling you it's something experimental. They don't know what's going to happen. It hasn't been approved. Even when they said they they approved it by the FDA, don't forget they scammed everyone, approved a different version that no one ever got. I mean, I don't know how people don't go to jail for that. So they ran around having it in the news. The vaccine got FDA approved. What they didn't tell you is some sort of vaccine version that you were not getting, that they were not distributing to the public. It was just a giant scam. And then, of course, we started seeing our biggest fears happen. Myocarditis. We were worried that myocarditis would take hold. We were worried that blood clotting would be one of the, the, the main things. And then with Dr. Bhakti showing the world that you cannot vaccinate in the blood, for an airborne virus, you actually have two different immune systems that hardly interact. It makes perfect sense. The blood is going to protect more of your organs. And trying to vaccinate for an airborne virus makes no sense because it's going to infect your lungs. And usually a cold like COVID-19 or a flu stays in the digestive tract or the stomach or stays in the lungs and that's where you're going to get sick and there isn't really a crossover so anyone that ever tries to inject you in your blood and says that will save you from getting an airborne virus they're wrong now it's not wrong to say okay you could be severely sick where your organs are actually being affected by a sickness and then they inject you with something in your blood to help your organs out that that's true they can do that. This is why they even tried to say, oh, at the end, they started to say, oh, we're going to save you from severe death. That's what we're doing. If you don't die, then your vaccine worked. Of course, the vaccine, you, you can still get sick if you take it. You can still spread it to others. In fact, you, you're going to get it more often 
and easier than someone who isn't vaccinated. But if you don't die, then we can take credit and say, oh, we saved your life. And that's really what they they did. It, it's It's so crazy. I know you all lived it. You know what I'm talking about. Let's go back to Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm coming to reckon with the safety issues of the vaccine because they have it themselves. It's as if all the doctors were taking Vioxx and then there was a problem with Vioxx. They're not going to come forward and say, yeah, you know, I made a mistake. So that's the problem here. I think it's going to take a long time before the orthodoxy, largely vaccinated, are going to basically come to, to realize that they've made a personal health mistake They've advised their patients on this disastrous mistake, and now they have to make amends. Anecdotally, Dr. McCullough, have you gotten any colleagues of yours quietly say to you, hmm, you were right, doc? I do. I have occasionally doctors contact me and say, listen, I, I can't speak out publicly. My job is at risk or my group doesn't understand. Uh, by one by one by one, they're contacting me. More and more people follow me. Uh, obviously through social media and uh, a whole variety of sources. I think the big problem now is the employers, health systems, medical schools have been so pro-vaccine, none of them are willing to to admit they've made a, a policy mistake. You know, this is in one respect why I, um, I love being aligned with the wellness company and the website's on the screen r- right there. Because you all were up, Doctor, it's not just the, the emergency kit with the antibiotics and antivirals, which is so important to have in your house, but you also have a membership where you have access to doctors who, who are not doctors just go along to get along doctors. Fair to say, Dr. McCullough? You know, wellness companies done a wonderful job. The physician groups have been cohesive. You know, 24 by 7 physician access, helping people out in a jam. Now, there's telemedicine, there's aspirations to have face-to-face visits. And many of us at the wellness company, you know, we have our own practices, independent practices where, uh, you know, we uh, fairly advise patients on the best course to take. I know my clinical practice, Grant, I'm overwhelmed with patients with vaccine injuries like myocarditis, blood clots, neurologic problems, immunologic problems. It's simply overwhelming. It is, and you know that there's a lot of doctors that are overwhelmed, but there's many doctors that won't diagnose the symptoms of a vaccine injury as a vaccine injury. They'll, they'll act like you don't have a vaccine injury. And, uh, and again, we can't stop fighting. We got to keep pushing the truth, and the more doctors come out, I don't care if it's just a couple. It makes a huge difference. The more we get doctors to stand up and speak the truth, the more lives will be saved because there's still going to be people going out and playing Russian roulette with the vaccine and getting the jab over and over again. We know that the the jab does not have equal doses. That was proven. uh, Who knows what the strength are that's supposed to that's against the law for them not to and if you ask them i'm sure they would say oh yeah it's all the same but it was proven that the doses were not the same so you factor that in it has been a whirlwind and we're not done with the excess deaths constant excess deaths continue to happen 
And well, let me give you a little bit more of Dr. Peter McCullough. I, I believe they speak a little bit about that. Let's take a listen. The medicine, uh, the wellness company and the doctors in medicine there um, are certainly well appraised of vaccine and long COVID injuries and know how to handle it. You know, I've been reading about these excess deaths, which are uh, deaths that exceed the trend line. And of course, they went through the roof after uh, the pandemic. What are you seeing when it comes to these excess deaths? And is it because of the virus or is it because of the vaccine or maybe both? My, you know, my surmise here is that it's both. Um, you know, the, the virus itself, there's no doubt about it. And I see this in my clinical practice. It, it clearly had its own mortality rate. But a study by Xi and colleagues from the VA showed that people had heart attacks and strokes and higher risk of cardiovascular events six weeks after COVID. This was before the vaccine. I'm seeing patients just with COVID grant having blood clots uh, and other problems even two years after COVID. Now add in the vaccines. Oh, my Lord. Uh, we've never seen rates of, of, of heart attacks and myocarditis, cardiac arrest, blood clots, strokes. So I think both are playing a role. The thing that's very disturbing is our FDA commissioner, Rob Califf, recently came out and said that all-cause mortality is, uh, is uh, rising at an alarming rate. And he pointed to obesity and, and diet yeah. and, and high blood pressure. That is outrageous that the FDA would come out and say, oh, yeah, of course there's excess deaths because they can't hide it. Yeah, we are seeing ex excess deaths like we've never seen before. But it's really diet. Do you know the other thing they try to say? Climate change. That's their big thing. We have excess deaths because of climate change. As they have poisoned people with a vaccine, the amazing thing is, is it'll work on some people. That's frustrating for me. Uh, let's go to something I, I told you I'd get to. China. Remember that China is really the ones we think we don't know even for sure was behind it because remember uh they were testing these bioweapons for COVID-19 in 2019 uh in Montana and working with the Wuhan lab back and forth we found that out so we don't even know it could have came for from Montana the lab that was they were using, we don't even know 100% for sure if it came from China, but I, I bet it did. You, you, they had all the motive. Don't forget, the biggest motive was getting rid of Donald Trump. That was their biggest motive. And their biggest motive still today with their support of Biden is to keep Donald Trump from out of office. But China is conducting itself in things that sound like it's out of a sci-fi movie, brain warfare. Take a listen. No, it's one of their classic moves. Unrestricted warfare. They've been at war with the United States for, uh, for many years. Your second story is something almost out of science fiction. Talk to us about it. Yeah, uh, this is a really significant uh, story that I've been covering for quite some time now. It's on China's use and development of cognitive warfare or brain warfare. 
And there's a group called the CCP Biothreats Initiative. It's a group of uh, former intel and military people that have been done some done some amazing open source intelligence collection. And they just updated their report with some new information about the types of weapons that the Chinese are developing. They're doing things like thought control, where you have uh, computers interfacing with the actual brain. They have uh, sleep weapons. They're the weapons that can be used to put troops to sleep or in, in a state of, uh, of uh, vulnerability. Uh, they also have radio wave weapons and all kinds of things that they're working on. And they, this uh, Biothreats Initiative in their report, which I, I describe in the Washington Times, it talks about uh, how they're using these weapons and how they plan to use them as part of a major strategy. And of course, you know, it goes back to Sun Tzu, who said, you know, the acme of skill is defeating your enemy without firing a shot. So these are these are uh, gray zone. These are unrestricted warfare weapons that they're developing and they're pouring massive resources into it. The U.S. military has to recognize this first. And then they have to develop countermeasures and training to be able to deal with these kinds of things. And don't forget that we have found Chinese bioweapon labs illegally in America. And we've done nothing about it. In fact, they, they tried to cover it up. Complete cover-up of it. The local officials in California had to... Pound and pound just to get the story covered about the bioweapons factory. And then when they found what was in it, they destroyed all the evidence of what was in there. I mean, there is records of what was in there and it was bioweapons stuff. Uh, and they were working on Ebola and all sorts of scary stuff, but they destroyed the records. It's, it's frustrating the world in which we live. And then don't forget that during COVID, they used to lock you down. And they would actually keep businesses closed. Now I've got a unique story here I want to bring to you about how they don't want to keep a business closed now. They want to force a business to be open. Take a listen to this. America has lost its way. The founders' vision about limited government, not an obtrusive one, is all but gone. The government big cat bureaucrats, and even the Democrats who enable them, now want to stick their noses in every facet of our lives. As a business owner myself, I find it harder and harder to conduct business without fear of the next regulation. Take what is happening in the state of New York. There is a law being proposed to force all restaurants and fast food chains along the New York State Thruway to stay open on Sunday. This is a direct attack, by the way, on Chick-fil-A stores, a wildly popular franchise that since its inception in 1942 has remained closed on Sundays. So as corporate leadership describes it, employees can rest and worship if they like to. That's the key word. Democrats go crazy over that. Yet now, a New York lawmaker, Tony Simone, a Democrat, of course, wrote this bill. This lawmaker is a clown. He wants the businesses open on Sundays, and he says being closed on Sundays is simply unacceptable. Sunday, Christmas Eve, thousands of New Yorkers are traveling to their families to find 
and find closed restaurants at restaurants across the street. You know, we get hungry when we're traveling. You may not like our brother-in-law's or sister-in-law's cooking, get a snack on Christmas Eve. To find one of our restaurants closed in three ways, just not in the public good. The audacity of this guy, not in the public good? That is not for him to decide when it comes to a private business. Free markets work great for this. State assemblymen should not be allowed to dictate, mandate, how businesses operate. This is not a health or safety issue. These are simply business operating decisions. When to stay open, how long, should I close on the holidays, how much should I pay my employees. But for leftists that have never owned a business, that think government knows what's best and money grows on trees, this is what you get. The throughways are meant to serve New York travelers first. And I think it's ridiculous that you are able to close on Sunday, one of the busiest travel days of the week. We all know it's just an attack on Chick-fil-A's Christianity that they would be closed on a Sunday. Just think of where we came from, them forcing businesses to be closed illegally to now trying to illegally force a Christian restaurant chain to be open. But that's where we live. A downfall of America. But don't forget that you gotta keep fighting. Don't forget to visit jbs.org. You can get a lot of resources if you want to join the fight. Go to jbs.org. Keep fighting and standing strong. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now. Hey guys, our freedom is under attack. I'm sure you're well aware of that. And yet, the loss of freedom is not inevitable. America can be saved and an informed citizenry can and will make the difference. What you need to do is check out Beyond the Cover, weekly episodes of Beyond the Cover. Check them out at thenewamerican.com. So you can look at the regular magazine, The New American, but go beyond the cover with Beyond the Cover. Go to thenewamerican.com. Imprisonment, forced labor, permanent separation from my family, perhaps death. I knew what could happen to people who were caught trying to defect. But the watchtowers stood yards away. The possibility of a new life in a different world, one without tyranny, was within sight. The West. I thought of the rewards no longer crushed under the boot of communism. I would work and make money, no longer restrained by the chains of collectivism. I would say what I wanted, without fear of spies and informants nearby. I would be free. The frozen rain and Romanian mud sipped through my gloves and cloths. I fantasized about the fire burning in the wood stove of my parents' home, but I pushed those thoughts from my mind, closed my eyes, and waited for the cover of the darkness. Get Defector. A True Story of Tyranny, Liberty, and Purpose by Mark Hobavkovich with Paul Dragu. A thrilling page-turner that will remind you how precious yet vulnerable freedom is. 
Available at shopjbs.org or Amazon. For a limited time, get 20% off your entire order using promo code DEFECTOR20 when you purchase DEFECTOR at shopjbs.org.